Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to talk about how our history, our past, and generational things impact our parenting and impact the way we interact with children in our lives. As a therapist, and especially a therapist who works with racial trauma, microaggressions, and such, I'm very familiar with generational things. I'm familiar with how, you know, generational PTSD has been passed down. I'm familiar with how, you know, because your parents experienced certain things, you know, they didn't let you, you know, maybe do sleepovers or, you know, things like that. So I'm very familiar with that. But this time I was really caught off guard with a recent incident that occurred in my family. So there was a situation um, involving my daughter and some other kids. And without even thinking about it, I found myself really thinking about how I would feel and, and putting that on my daughter to think that she was likely going to feel the same way if she found out about the, the situation or if the situation was brought to her. And it wasn't until I was sitting back and really thinking and actually even having a conversation with my husband that I was able to take a deep breath and think about like she may not feel that way. It may not impact her the way that it would impact me because while we are alike in a lot of ways, we are very different. She is her own person and I am mine. But it really caused me to kind of sit down and dig deep and, and think about what was it that made me have such strong reaction and immediately forget that my daughter was her own person. What was that? Right? I kept asking myself for like several days, like, what in the world could that be? And then I finally, because, you know, that's the way the brain works after a few days of kind of thinking on it and going back and forth, it finally hit me that. It was about my experiences as a child. It was about my experiences with feeling a certain way in different situations. And without question, my brain went right back to little Brittany and how she felt in those situations. When my daughter has made it very clear through multiple situations, different times, that she does not care about those things. So the things that bothered me as a kid, she could care less about. But in that moment, when I found out the situation that was going on, I could not separate myself from thinking that it was also the way she was going to be feeling. And so it made me sit there and be like, well, you know what? If I know about generational curses, as we talk about, or generational trauma, why wouldn't this also be passed down? Where did I learn it from that I should feel a certain way about these situations? And so as you sit there and think, and I talk to other family members and other friends, it became clear that many of the things that we do in our lives and with our children definitely come from generational stuff. It comes from being passed down. Some of them are about safety and protection, but some of them are really about emotional connections and emotional situations that we may not actually care about if we were given the chance to see it in a different light or form our own opinions. 
Now, some of the things that are passed down through generations are definitely about safety and definitely about experiences that still occur today, such as not letting your kids go to sleepovers due to potential sexual abuse or molestation. That is a very real thing, and that does occur. occur. And many of our parents, I know especially my parents, were very big on only letting me go spend the night at places that they you know, really knew the parents, they trusted the parents, and you know they were you know almost certain that i would be safe but in addition to that they also had conversations with me very young about if we do let you spend the night at this place this is the expectation you know if these things occur you are allowed to call at any time day or night and we will come pick you up no questions asked so those things are definitely about safety and we do need to pass those types of situations down maybe not the full fear of the situation but at least the ability to assess what's going on to recognize what could happen recognize warning signs and provide education to our kids to be ready for situations that they may face that we may not be able to see coming because there are times that we don't see certain things coming no matter how much we plan how much we prepare but there has to come a point or a place that we find some type of balance to allow our children to form their own opinions and form their own feelings and thoughts around situations without us fully pouring our things or our stuff on them. Because whether we want to admit it or not, all of us as adults were shaped by our experiences, good and bad, in our childhood. And I know that there's a, lots of debate or there has been lots of debate around how much your childhood should impact your adult life. But I'll always land on the side of the debate of how would it not? If, if my only worldview has been what I've experienced throughout my life, childhood is included in that. So it would only make sense that the experiences I had in childhood, unless I had an, a, a chance to really challenge them and really, really sit down and think about what I truly think and truly feel about a situation, they are 100% shaped by our childhood and shaped by our family and shaped by our family's experiences and anyone that's kind of in our inner community, right? So we have the larger community that, that impacts things, but we also have kind of our family community. And even smaller than that, we kind of have our home, our in-house community, right? So your immediate family or the people who lived in the house with you, you know, you, we, you all are, we create our kind of own cultures and our own beliefs. And many of them are, are driven from past experiences. They're driven from stories. They're driven from different, you know, different situations. I remember as a kid, my mom being terrified about us riding our bikes on certain streets because when she was a kid, she witnessed uh, a classmate of hers be hit by a car. So because of that fear, we had very strict rules on where we could ride our bikes, when we could ride our bikes, time of day, and everything included. Now, I understood why she did that because, you know, safety is super important and has to be first. But later as I got older, and I remember getting in a lot of trouble for defying her on this one day, I didn't understand why I couldn't make my own decision about that. Why can't I go and ride my bike further? I could see the signs. I could see the road. You know, I made my own decision at that point. And yes, I did get in a lot of trouble for defying her. And I realized now that the biggest thing that the reason that she punished me that day was because she was afraid. It wasn't be it was yes it was because I defied her and I didn't follow directions as I was told but I realize now that the biggest reason was because she was terrified. 
She was terrified of what could happen because, again, in her experiences, people that ride bikes on certain streets are likely to get hit by cars. And nothing was going to change that belief for her. And so that, again, as I'm as an adult now and I'm a mom and I'm thinking about those things, I've really been sitting back thinking about how much of my history or my family's history have I put onto my kids to also make it then be their history? Have I caused some unnecessary fears in ki- in my kids? Have I done something to, you know, maybe change the way that their life would go had I not intervened? Now, again, when it comes to safety and it comes to values and things like that, yes, we definitely need to pass down what we feel. But I also think that we need to find a space to be able to allow our kids to safely explore how they actually would feel about something. So kind of going back to the story in the beginning, when my daughter and I finally had the conversation, she was like, mama, I don't care about that. I don't like that kind of stuff anyway. And so I immediately, you know, had a sense of relief, of course, because still, I was still kind of in my own feelings. I was in my own way with really thinking about how I would feel about it or how I do feel about those types of situations and all of the things that I've done throughout life to never feel that way again. But here is my daughter and she's like, I could care less about that kind of stuff. And it calmed me down immediately because I didn't want her to experience some of the things that I experienced. And so I do know that that's another reason that many of us pass down these generational things because we're trying to prevent our kids from pain. We're trying to prevent them from being hurt. We're trying to prevent them from being killed in many situations or in dangerous in, in other dangerous situations. But again, where's our balance? Where can we find some type of space or or limit to how much we put on them versus how much we allow them to find out for themselves. Again, I'm going to emphasize this over and over again, all within safety, all within reason. But also it makes me think about in our own lives, how much of the things that we do now are directly related to the history of it or the generational process of it? How many of us have said, well, my mom and grandma did this, so therefore I must also do this? Or we're saying we're not going to do it without really understanding how they got to where they were in those same situations. Another area that I really see this kind of show up in us adults is in our children's sports and activities. Both of my children, my younger two children are involved in competitive team sports. And so we spend our weekends and our, you know, weeknights at different practices and different tournaments or competitions. And so that is a, you know, prime time to kind of see how adults behave in these situations. And overwhelmingly this season for both of my children It was clear to me that there are several parents who have their kids in these activities simply because it's feeding and fueling something that they experienced or didn't experience in childhood. I've met so many parents who have made statements or told stories about how they wish they could could have played this certain sport when they were kids and therefore they're making sure that their kids play these sports and In addition to having their kids play these sports, they're putting a lot of emphasis on their kids' abilities and what their kids are going to do in these said sports and really getting into almost full-on arguments with other adults about their children's sports. 
And as much as I'm like, oh my goodness, how could that happen? I know immediately and I know overwhelmingly that it happens because again, if we experience things in our childhood or when we were, you know, young adults that we didn't get to do, we often find ourselves doing them in our adult life. And when we have children, we really make sure that they don't necess- they don't repeat what we did or what we, you know, or don't follow the same path or in some cases do follow the path. But there is this overwhelming amount of adults and I chuckle and I know I shouldn't chuckle because this is a serious topic, but I chuckle because I'm really just thinking about some of the situations that I've seen this year with parents really losing their, their, you know, ability to, to remain calm. Their emotions are running really high over youth sports. And again, I know sports is competitive and so everybody's emotions run high and that's what we, you know, in, in some of the leagues, that's what we pay for, right? So for the NBA, for college basketball, we are, you know, we are really invested in, in some ways paying money to see these teams. But when I think back and think about some of these youth sports, I really am starting to see a lot of adults who may not have gotten the opportunity when they were kids to do these sports. And so now they're making their kids do them and really pushing their kids and posting online and creating videos and doing all these things to kind of show off their kids talent. But really underneath of it, they are showing off for themselves. They are using it as their way to brag. They are almost, you know, living through their kids. I know all of us or maybe not all of us, but I remember catching a couple of episodes of Dance Moms and those pageant shows years ago and noticing and looking at how many of those moms were really parents who didn't get the opportunity for whatever reason to dance or or to be in a pageant and so they were putting it on their kids and forcing their kids to do all types of things in order to kind of live this pageant lifestyle or this dance lifestyle but what is that what is that about does it tie into kind of some generational things does it tie into how some of the things that we experienced in our childhood are now leading us to be adults who still have, you know, deep emotional wounds or deep, deep wounds related to things we didn't get to accomplish. Are we trying to live through our kids? Are we putting things on our kids that we shouldn't be putting on them simply because of our experiences? I think overwhelmingly the answer is yes. But of course, there are always things that we can do to start the process to change that, right? We have the ability to really take inventory of some of our beliefs and some of our emotions and start checking to see, like, what is this really about? Am I emotionally stressed about my child's activities because I'm worried for my child? Or is this about something about me? Is this about something in my ego? Is this because I didn't get to do this thing or I wasn't as good at, at this thing and they are so they need to carry us, right? Where does that fall? How does that drive our kids? Is it healthy? Is it not? Those are some of the things that I've really been thinking about. But again, we have the ability to change that. We can sit back and look at and decide what areas am I ready to allow my children to start forming their own opinions and their own beliefs with some guidance, but not with my full uh, putting myself on them or putting my history on them. Start thinking about some of those areas that you might be ready to let your kids do that. And even if you don't have kids, Think about even in your adult life, what are some of the experiences that still cause you to have, you know, to be emotionally triggered or to have some type of strong reaction and see, is it linked to some things that I experienced in childhood? And if so, was it because my mom or dad or someone in my family or my circle told me that I should feel that way? Or was it because I actually felt that way? Did I have a real experience? 
one of the most common things that people think about when we come when this topic comes up is fear of dogs or fear of animals. Most kids are not afraid of anything until we teach them to be afraid. So how do we teach them to be safe without being afraid? Like, right, that's the kind of age-old question. The other area is around like the hot stove or the oven. I can remember as a kid hearing, you know, adults talk about my younger cousins, you know, when they were getting close to a stove and they'd make statements like I've told them several times, so they're just going to have to touch that hot stove to learn their lesson. What is that going to do for them growing up, right? Is that going to be a positive experience and a positive way that they pass it down to their kids to have some type of safety around stoves? Or did it just instill, install a fear that they didn't need to have? Those are things that I kind of want us to think about as we think about what we're putting on other people. Is it something that's really within us that we can change? Or do we need to put it and say that this is a global or a bigger situation? Regardless of how you do it, just remember that it's important to make sure that you are guiding your kids, but not making them be little used, right? Yes, you probably have survived your entire life and, and really feel like you are in a great position, but it doesn't do your kids any service if they don't get to make their own decisions in some, in some cases about how they feel about things. And again, if you don't have kids, think about even for yourself. What are some of the things that your parents put on you that you now realize caused you more harm than it's caused you good? How many of us, again, have situations where we don't even choose certain types of friends because our parents told us not to, when in reality, we've really kind of learned and seen now that it was because our parents had a bad experience with, with that type of friend, but it doesn't mean we're going to have the same experience. I also don't want us to think that we just have to kind of walk around and let go of everything we learned in childhood because many of the things we learned, again, help us survive every day, help us live, keep us safe, keep us confident keep us moving forward. So we don't want to get rid of everything, but if it's something that is starting to cause you any type of emotional distress or any type of negative feeling, it might be time to reevaluate it and ask yourself, do I is this something I need to keep or is this something that I can kind of put some perspective around and make a decision to leave it where it is and leave it in the past. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.